Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back here with you on this Red Friday afternoon. All right, we have a couple stories related to the use of AI. Uh, Colin passed on the story about the Beatles that I'd forgotten about that we'll get to here in a couple of minutes. We were talking about this yesterday with the use of OnlyFans <laughs> about yeah. whether it is okay if you're, um, does it matter where the content comes from? If you like the content, does it matter if the content is created by a person or a computer or something else other than what you think, as long as you like it, and in this case, I'll say as long as it's accurate. Yeah, because there's a big ruckus going on right now. And yes, I will describe the ruckus uh, among writers at USA Today. Because, and I, I didn't even know that this had happened, but apparently fairly recently, there was a one-day walkout where they just, there was some, they were going through kind of the same thing that the Writers Guild of America was going through in uh, contract negotiations. They were trying to get the attention of a lot of the top newspapers in the country and saying, look, we want, we want it in writing right now that you will not use AI to generate stories. So a couple of weeks after this happened, a bunch of articles showed up on USA Today's website, didn't show up in the paper, but showed up on the website that were, according to people who read them, gobbledygook. They were just, they, they were unintelligible. Mm -hmm. they, uh, the articles didn't make any sense. And it was basically word salad. And then all of a sudden they disappeared. So now it has the writers speculating that that was USA Today's shot at seeing if they could, like looking for a proof of concept of using AI to generate mm -hmm. news articles. And we've talked about this before. USA Today denies that they did it. They, they may not have, but boy, you don't need to go real far on the internet to find articles that were clearly written by AI that repeat themselves and have sentence structure that's kind of stilted and weird. And it's, it's becoming pretty identifiable because they all go wrong in exactly the same way. They just don't sound conversational. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So I think you probably have the version of this that I do, I have the Daily Beast that has the examples in it. The News Guild of New York said, here's a sample, two different products, nearly identical reviews. And one of these is of scuba masks, which is why it got my attention a okay, little bit. Because yeah. I've read a ton of reviews of those before I bought one. Um, wow, they're right. So they've got an example here of um, a review written or, or instructions on like, before you buy a scuba mask, here's what you should do and here's what you should consider. 
And then they have a review of like those tumblers that people buy for liquid. And it's number one, there are grammatical errors in this that are making me crazy, but also they are very similarly written as if it's a formula. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it, again, it's repetition and repetition mm-hmm. of things that uh, you know, repetition, repetition of proper nouns. The AI seems to have a hard time with pronouns and with shortening things. It always sounds very stilted. Even the first couple of lines of this where it says, before buying a scuba mask, there are several important factors to consider. The most crucial aspect of a scuba mask is the fit. It should create a watertight seal around your face causing discomfort uh, without causing discomfort or pressure points. I mean, it keeps saying scuba mask over and over again mm-hmm. rather than shortening it to mask, which a person probably would for brevity's sake. Which is accurate. Again, fit is the most important thing, so that's not wrong. What caught my attention about these two is that um, they both mentioned the material that it's made out of very quickly at the top of both reviews. And it's got me thinking, isn't that going to be a detail that will be important in almost anything you buy? Yes. Is the material it's made of? Of course. And, uh, if, you know, again, consider this. Uh, going back to the line that I just read, it should create a watertight seal around your face without causing discomfort or pressure points. Different masks have different shapes and sizes, so try on several options to find one that fits your face well. That's two sentences that say exactly the same thing. Yeah. As, as, yeah, as I'm looking through this one, too, the words that come up a lot, material lens fit yeah like you're right it's the same words over and over it like synonyms it has trouble with synonyms yes and and even the last line of the article again goes back to try different options and seek advice from experienced divers or professionals if needed well yeah how many times did you tell me to try a bunch of different options during this article that's only about a paragraph and a half long and in the other one in the one with the tumblers the word lid there seems to be hyper focus on the word (laughs) lid and how easy they are to clean. And again, the cleanliness of something it, you would be concerned about in anything that you buy. It's like, what's the what's the lowest common denominator for the formula that whoever programs AI can put in for a review of any product? Yes. Um, and they it, really, that's going to be the one thing that you can look for that will be a dead giveaway is just look for that. If, think as you're reading an article it's starting to say the same thing again. It's mm-hmm. it's using slightly different wording, but it really isn't going anywhere away from where it started this article. And it's just going through it again and again and again. If you feel browbeaten and like somebody's talking to you like a three-year-old, that's AI. That's how it speaks. And we'll get to your calls in a sec. But again, I mentioned accuracy at the beginning of this conversation. You and I have both um, chat GPT'd ourselves when yes. that first came out to see if it was accurate because we would know. I don't remember about, like 50% of mine was completely made up. <laughs> yeah. And there was about 30% of mine that was, yeah, about 70% of it was accurate and about 30% of it I looked at it and went, no, I never did that. So that's the concern is that it's the accuracy is what I would worry about. Now, in a review of something, it doesn't matter quite as much because mm-hmm. it's just an opinion. But um, I see why they're upset. Well, yeah, because the opinion is based on nothing. It's I right. mean, how can a machine have an opinion about a tumbler or a, right. or a scuba mask for that matter? And uh, you know, for USA Today's part, but getting back to the the ruckus over this, is that USA Today denied using AI to write articles, 
But then people said, okay, well, then why did you take all of these gobbledygook articles back down off of your website? And they said, well, it wasn't written by AI, but we, we, it was just, bad. Fi- we just figured they were yeah not up to our journalistic standards. Okay, well, then why did you put them there in the first place? Yeah, Somebody as if they had- didn't know how it got there. <laughs> Somebody had to approve it and put it online. So, yeah, what they're saying doesn't make any sense. And it seems like Gannett is just trying to do a little CYA here. <laughs> if you have thoughts here. Uh, 913-586-7798. Bonner Springs is where we go to talk to Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing? Hanging in there. Um, you know how um, most uh, newspaper articles and um, anything that goes on the news has a copy editor before it goes out on print or yes. goes out? Okay, and a copy editor has to make sure everything is grammatically correct and everything is accurate, all right, because the copy editor, the copy editor is the last one that puts it out there you know, and changes everything to make sure it is correct. So if USA Today should have a copy editor because it is a newspaper, are you sure it's even USA Today, the real one and not the fake one? Ooh. <laughs> and here's another thing. Here's another thing. And if the AI is repeating itself, maybe you should put some music to it because it could be a chorus to a song <laughs> or a jingle. <laughs> or you could just rap to it maybe. All right. There you go. <laughs> Maggie, thank you. Thanks, Maggie. Um, in my experience – a copy editor is not responsible for accuracy. It's responsible for editing the co- editing the 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 grammar of the copy, and if it's well written, just it's not it a fact better. checker. Okay. Yeah, they're not a fact checker. Um, now, somebody on, boy, I don't know how that works. You would think a big newspaper like USA Today would have someone whose job that is is to fact check, but that be more that might be more like the news editor, somebody who's more on hands on with the story. Then the copy editor who's just making sure the, you know, the parentheses are in the right place. Well, that reminds me, yeah, the other bit of information that the writers were using to show that they figured that USA Today was doing this, that Gannett was actually using AI to write these articles, is that the bylines were nobody anybody ever heard of. Yeah. Which is funny to me because sometimes you'll see stories in newspapers that just say staff report. Yep. And there's no name on them. Or wire service report. That always galls me. Right. It's funny that they would even put a name on it at all. You don't necessarily have to. Yeah, just you know, editorial staff. Yeah, staff. Staff report did it. So do you care, I think, is to the general public, <laughs> does the general public care? Does the general public know the difference? The staff would know the difference, obviously. But would this get past a reader? I, a lot of them, yes, but I, I think that we're learning. I think we're learning to see the signs because, mm-hmm. I mean, all the stuff that I just said about ways to recognize an article that was written by AI, I didn't make that. I didn't come up with all that stuff myself or make it up myself. That That's from people showing examples of, you know, there's a lot of discussion that goes on online about this right now, especially during the WGA strike of showing different articles that they said, okay, this is giving off some real signals that it was written by AI. So will it get by everybody? No, it's not that good yet. But will it get by a casual reader? I think a lot of people, first of all, how many people just read headlines anyway? Right. Don't even get to the article. And it's funny. I don't know that it would occur to me that it's written by AI. I would just think it's badly written. This is a bad writer. (laughs) You know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. I, I think I'm not at the point yet where I, I think I'm not, my brain isn't trained enough to be aware that AI might, might be the reason I see something. And and I should, because we do this every day, but I'm on, like I'm on Facebook groups and stuff for travel and things like that. And questions will show up. 
it's often itinerary questions. What do I do in a place? And you'll read in the comments, it'll be called out. It'll say, this is clearly AI. I don't even think yeah. about it. Yep that it would be that. All right, speaking of AI, uh, Colin actually found this one for us. Uh, the final song from the Beatles comes together thanks to artificial intelligence. We'll get to this one coming up here in KMBZ. All right, so the final song from the Beatles is going to come out uh, soon, next week, and it's courtesy of AI is how we got it done. Yeah, it's a it's really fascinating use of AI. Uh, the song you're hearing right now is, is Free as a Bird, and that was released in the mid-90s in kind of the same fashion that they're putting this one together. With any luck, though, this will be a much better effort because uh, Free as a Bird came together when the Beatles released uh, one of their compilations. I don't even remember which one it was now, but they had found an old tape that was it was a cassette tape that John Lennon had put together. He kept cassette recorders with him all the time. So if he got an idea for a song, he'd sit down, play a couple of chords, sing a couple of lines, and then that would be it. He'd come back and revisit it later and flesh it out for an album. Well, they found one of these and they had all they had was this cassette demo and the sound quality on it was lousy. So they they took that and had Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, and George Harrison get together and all do their parts and add it in, and that's how they created Free as a Bird. They're oh, doing wow. something similar with, with Now and Then but with a little bit of a twist. Okay, so, and Colin had seen this. What did you see initially about this on, is it TikTok? It seems like this was prime for TikTok. Yeah, I saw it on, I had a buddy send it to me on TikTok, yeah. So the final song is coming together. Thanks yeah. to AI. So they were able to finally put together the last parts of this. Right. So what they're going to do is this this started life as that same kind of thing. It was another cassette demo that Lennon had done. But what they did with this one that they didn't have the technology to do back. Uh, thank you. It was Anthology. Uh, appreciate it. Text line. Uh, back when Anthology came out, they didn't have the technology yet to be able to do what they're doing with this, which is they're going to use kind of the same thing they did in Get Back, where as you were watching that, it was just, it was film footage of the making of, uh, I think it was, yeah, Let It Be. And uh, they had gone back through in the audio portion of it and taken out everything that wasn't one of their voices. So all the room noise and everything else, they used AI to get rid of all of that stuff. So it made it sound like very clean audio. So they're going to do the same thing with this demo tape that Yoko gave to Paul of John Lennon doing this song now and then, and they're going to enhance it using AI and then have the the other three Beatles build in their parts so that it all is going to sound like studio quality because John's voice on Free as a Bird sounds like a cassette demo. It's terrible. I have so many thoughts. Just feelings about This takes me back to our conversation about hologram for some reason. That just hit such a nerve with me. Yeah. Is it really, is it really what they say it is? And do you care? As long as the song is good and you like it, doesn't matter how it came to be. I think that what you just said is is the answer to it. If anybody's being really, truly honest about it, if now and then is just a lame song, and we don't know. I mean, they, right. they've released a trailer, but it doesn't have any of the music in it at all yet. They're waiting to unveil this until next month. But if it's if it's just kind of a lame song, then yeah, it's not going to make a big a big splash. If on the other hand, they're able to make something really special out of this, and it doesn't have the same glaring faults that Free as a Bird does, 
I'm mm-hmm. I will speak for myself personally. I'm fine with it. I want to hear it. All right. So speaking of hearing it, I think we've got the trailer and then we've got some other audio. Let's do the trailer here first. When we lost John, we knew that it was really over. I was talking to Yoko and she said, oh, I think I've got a tape of John. Paul called me up and said he'd like to work on Now and Then. He put the bass on, I put the drums on. It's the last song that my dad and Paul and George and Ringo will get to make together. How lucky was I to have those men in my life? So that's all we know from the trailer. Um, okay. Yeah. And and you, you said you had more audio, Colin? I have the song. You oh, How did we get the song? I didn't uh, think it was released yet. No, we have the demo. Oh, okay. We have audio of, of the demo of Now and Then. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, let's hear a little of that. So again, the quality's not amazing. Yeah, you can hear. And that's almost exactly what the sound quality on Free as a Bird was like. You can hear it in John's vocals on that song. Uh, so they really had to, they had to do a ton of overdubbing uh, with vocals and harmonies and things like that to make it sound better. But now it sounds like what they're going to do is they're going to make they're going to use the AI to make that sound like a studio recording of John Lennon. So um, I'm thinking of, the word that comes to mind for me is editing. Um, we take a lot of liberties sometimes with editing. What's the difference between using AI to clean this up and just using other tools that we have in a studio to make something sound better? Now my brain goes to pictures. Yeah. And, and what's the difference between like airbrushing pictures so that they start with something pretty close, but not amazing, and then just make it better. Yeah, well, you, and you can make the same case about restoring artwork. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, I mean, they have to add paint to be able right. to restore an artwork, so it's not the same as it was when it was originally done. Somebody on the text line asked, what are they going to do about George Harrison, who is also, he's been dead for many, many years. Uh, George, apparently, th- th- this has been in the works for a long time, long enough that George did have a chance to lay down some tracks before his death, but they just never had the ability to make it sound good. So they didn't release it. And it, it it's it's almost like, you know, why we had to wait so long for the first three Star Wars movies. You know, the technology wasn't good enough to do Lucas's story. So we had to wait until it caught up. And it was kind of the same deal with this. Are there other analogies I'm not thinking of? And and does this eventually get to a place or, or what crosses what crosses the line for you? At what point is this going too far? Yeah, because I, I think um, musically, we've gotten used to the idea of a remaster, you know, right. where they take the original work, go back into the studio, play with it a little bit and try to update the sound and make it sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not really changing the playing. And in this case, you really aren't either. Is it kind of like the thing? What, what, what is the one with the boat where you have the old boat and if you replace all the pieces from the ship? with identical same pieces from something else and recreate the ship is it still the same ship yeah is at what point is it a new ship i can't i can't exactly i can't yeah. think of the name of what what that is um yeah i i don't know I, I well the the other thing about it i guess from a purist standpoint is you could also have the argument this was not this was never meant to be a beatles song this was meant to be a john lennon song you know what business do the other beatles even have playing on this um who decided that uh that this should happen i guess yeah who gave permission and was it enough of the beatles to give permission because they can't 
for this to happen. Yoko. Who benefits financially from this happening? All of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. As long as they all benefit or their estates benefit, and it's then, okay, a little more okay with it then. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I just, that, because this is where it's, because this also allows us to have songs and music that we wouldn't have had otherwise. I would be happier about it. And I, again, this is just a personal preference thing. I would be happier about it if it was not that. I'm, I'm curious now when he recorded that initially, I'll have to see if I can find out um, because that has a very double fantasy kind of feel to it. So my mm -hmm. guess would be that was 78 or 79. Okay. And, and it's just, it's kind of downbeat and slow. Can they find one of these that's a little more rock and roll? <laughs> really? It's a little more fun? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like, you know, Lennon's more upbeat stuff. And unfortunately, late in his career, late in his life, he didn't do a lot. How do we feel about this? 913-586-7798. Does it matter? As long as you like the content, does it matter how it got there? Uh, we'll take a break. We'll get to your comments next on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. All right, I thought this next story was interesting out of yourtango.com. Um, the headline on this <laughs> it grabs your attention, but it's the reason this study was done that I like and think is, is different. So the VP, uh, Director of Programming for Nickelodeon UK, Tim Patterson, initiated a study asking at what age men fully mature. Uh -huh. And the reason he did it was he makes cartoons for a living. And so he wanted to know what kind of humor should go into the cartoons that are catered to men and how juvenile it should be how <laughs> for for fully grown men. So that's that's what prompted this study because initially I thought, well, who cares? Like what what difference does it make? Yeah. But it was for business decisions. He says as a man especially one who works for a children's channel, the question of men, whether they ever reach maturity is one I'm accustomed to. And he wanted to know at what age that happens. So they studied this to see at what age women fully mature. And this is like emotionally versus men. Yeah. And it, there's quite a difference. Now, it, it should not surprise anybody, I don't think, um, that women mature 
long before men do <laughs> that uh now i was a little surprised to see that even with women the the number is as late in life as it is me too and i don't this is why i want to know how they define this how they define fully matures because it's, you can make the argument i mean it's life experience it's taking life seriously it's the ability to communicate it's emotional intelligence whatever that is yeah. but i was surprised for a woman it was 32 yep is what the study found yeah there's uh to your point yeah there's an old jimmy buffett song called i'm growing older but not up <laughs> so it's, mm -hmm. it's just that same idea that it's just like every year that goes by i don't change at all you know i'm i don't feel like i'm maturing and i think uh, you know that's true with a lot of us that most of us feel the same as we did when we were teenagers it's just stuff hurts more now so if you're <laughs> in that if you're in that boat you're certainly not alone but yeah, for men, like you said, women at, at age 32, for men, they're saying 43 is the age of maturity for most men. Middle age. So just before your midlife crisis is when you, <laughs> or maybe after. Or just after. Depends yeah, right. how old you are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's, so the jokes they make in this, they're telling women, basically, if you're tired of your, your husband or your boyfriend making fart jokes too much and, and that kind of thing. They can't help it. They haven't fully matured yet. Don't blame them. Yeah. And farts is, are funny. So yeah. just get over it. <laughs> um, what's funny is, is when they asked men and women how mature they thought they were, of course, it doesn't fit this. Um, one in four men believed they were actively immature, which they probably either thought was a silly notion that might cause a laugh or a very mature response in which they acknowledge, I'm not all the way there yet actively immature yeah. like making the choice well and, and going back to the the whole thing the impetus for this and the fact that you're talking about a guy who writes cartoons uh and you know comes up with storylines and things like that i know plenty of guys who are my age and even older who love archer and love rick and morty and love i mean all, all of these things with, you know, juvenile sex jokes and fart jokes and all of that. And it's just, it never stops being funny. Blazing Saddles will never stop being funny, especially yeah. the campfire scene, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's that kind of thing that uh, I, I think you can still appreciate that stuff. And with a lot of us, I think it just, it's a reminder of mm -hmm. what it was like the first time you saw it, how funny it was as a 10-year-old to hear those words on TV, that sort of thing? So I think there are two things at work here. For him, I think it's more about the humor. Of course it is because of what he does. But the other part of the study that it got into that I feel like is a little more serious and, and matters a little bit more is the women who mature earlier say the problem that they struggle with a lot is they feel like they have to mother their partners more ah. like they're not they're, they're not they carry more of the weight in the relationship it's one thing the humor being a little more lowbrow fine but it was the women that said they felt like they had to make the big decisions in the relationship more and that they wish their partner would talk about how they're feeling a little more often like just just be a little more mature not just your humor but just in general take life a little bit more seriously when you need to which raises in my mind a fascinating question do you think that it's possible to do both go on can you still be a kid at heart act like a kid you think in that very you know teenage kind of way and still when called upon 
do important mm-hmm. things, make important decisions, do so, you know, recognize the difference between, yeah, entertainment's great and, mm-hmm. and we can listen to Twisted Sister and, you know, and we can watch Archer and we can do all that stuff. Or, it, it, but we can also figure out the mortgage, you know, and, and how we're going to budget things and all of that. Can, can you accomplish both? Yes, I think both is, I mean, I'm not a man, I don't know. But I would like to think that both is true. I would like to think that a guy who is 35 can have kind of a juvenile sense of humor, Mm -hmm. but also be an adult who knows how to be, who knows how to read the room. Yes. And kind of know what the moment calls for. Yeah, I think both is possible. And if you sit down with your spouse, your, your wife, your significant other, call it whatever you want to, and she says, I need a real, true, honest answer about how you feel about this, that your first instinct wouldn't necessarily be to make a joke. You know, that, right. that you can really take that seriously and say, all right, good, it's serious time. I can put that hat on right now and we can have this conversation and be very mature and very real about it and then go back and, you know, watch Slapshot again. Go coach 15-year-olds for three hours a day for three months. <laughs> you have to be able to do both. You know, because okay, if, yeah. if I'm this authoritarian figure for them for three hours for three months for an entire practice for an entire season, that's just not helping to build a relationship. So, yeah, I'm, I'm and and obviously these kids are not ju- not juveniles, but they are, you know, younger kids with, with – that sort of sense of humor and and what we're talking about. So yeah. I mean, I think it's fine to to be able to have fun and relate, especially me being one of the younger coaches on my staff, being able to relate to these kids because I'm closer in age to them. But then at the same time, when it's time to get work done, you have to get work done. Yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing the difference, maybe that's in my mind what maturity is: is recognizing the difference is is to when you have to be serious about something. Uh, see, and I love this too. This just came in off the text line is mm-hmm. somebody, and I couldn't agree more that says taking life too seriously is immature. I agree. Um, okay. I, there are serious things That's that happen. Very thinky to me. Okay. But yeah, I, I think that uh, people who, who overanalyze, and and take everything, even things that don't matter. I mean, how many times have we talked about the fact that people freak out over what happens at a youth football game? Oh, come on, man. It's a youth football game. 15 minutes from now, nobody's going to care, and it doesn't matter. Uh, that kind of thing, that, that taking life that seriously, taking unimportant things and blowing their importance way out of proportion, that to me is a sign of immaturity. That's not somebody who has figured it out. I think there's a difference between that and overthinking. Um, I I can think of examples that you're talking about with people that take the wrong things too seriously, explode about things that like overreact to things that um, maybe don't fit the moment. But I I don't think overthinking is the same thing. Um, because quite frankly, I, I consider myself to be that way. And it's, it, it, it just, it's what frankly puts me in this job sometimes is that I overthink and it helps. Um, but I don't think that's the same thing as taking everything too seriously all the time. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's just it, it, acting like everything is at such a, a high level of importance when clearly there are plenty of things that you can let slide. Curious to hear from people, 913-586-7798, especially if in your relationship, this is this is a struggle sometimes. And it can go either way. I mean, it can be if you're the guy that feels like, you know, your wife doesn't know how to lighten up, 
I would encourage you to disguise your voice when you call and tell us that, but feel free. <laughs> or if you are in, you know, if you're the woman and you feel like he doesn't, he doesn't meet the moment. Um, because my favorite thing here was somebody said, um, you are describing my husband who is 41, who watches cartoons, acts like a turd, her word, not mine. <laughs> And is very in charge and serious when needed. When called upon, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, if you can pull that off, that's maturity. What I hope also is part of that is that you don't have to be asked to be serious and you don't have to, you can read the room and you know it without being, that is mature to not be, have to be asked. I would absolutely 100% agree that, that part of it is recognizing and not having, you're right, not having to be told, hey, I need you to calm down and be serious for a second. You should know by, uh, in your words, reading the room when it's time to do that and just take it on yourself and go ahead and do it. This is so interesting. Phone lines are ringing. We'll take a break. We'll get the calls lined up. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. So a guy that makes cartoons for a living wanted to know what kind of humor he should write, what age of humor he should write when writing for men. So he asked for a study to be done about the age at which men both, but he particularly heard about men, the age at which men fully mature. There's no definition given. The fascinating part of this is that you all are defining this, which is awesome. Yeah. But 43 is the age at which they came up with for men, 32 for women. Let's see. Let's turn to the phones here real quick. And if you want to get a word in before the end of the hour, which is also the end of the show for the day and the week, uh, by all means, 913-586-7798. We'll go to Jim in Topeka, who's got a word or two to say. Hello, Jim. Hello there. I think that whole question is a false present, uh, false uh, idea. The thing of it is, if it's funny, it's funny. It doesn't matter what age it is. But uh, as for men, uh, men can can grow old but stay immature forever. But there's another aspect of this, too. You're only allowed to make decisions the wife lets you make. So they never <laughs> let you grow uh, never let you mature. What, what do you think is a sign of maturity, Jim? Uh, that's a good question, and I don't know it. Okay. All right. Well, that's a fair answer. I appreciate the telephone call. Um... Yeah, I, I think that definition is is going to float some, you know, from one person to another. Yeah, let me offer this. I feel because like, when you just said that, one of the things that came to mind was because uh, I also intermix it with being an adult. Like, what's a sign that you're an adult versus that you that you have to do as an adult that you don't as a kid? Lately, I'm thinking about maybe because we do this every day, the way we say things, and I feel like sometimes maturity is, um, no, uh, like not just saying the first thing that comes to your head. But also thinking about your audience, that's the word that keeps coming to mind, is the way it's going to come out. Yeah. Doing the hard thing, not just the thing you want to do. Maturity is thinking about other people and not just about you. Yeah, I, well, I'll give you an example that is what I thought when Colin told me something during the break, because we were talking about this this idea of maturity. And he said, yeah, you know, I'll, if I'm sitting there scrolling, you know, and flipping channels on TV, if I see Family Guy, I'm going to stop were Colin's exact words. And I was like, yeah, okay, exactly. And what my brain filled in was, but you're not going to sit there and watch it past the time when you're supposed to be at work. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's adulthood. Yeah. That, that's also being an adult. I would like to stay here all day and watch Family Guy, mm -hmm. but I have things that I need to do.
Now, at the same time, I will sit on TikTok until if I can't sleep, <laughs> Yeah, you know, until, and I'll lay there knowing darn well, turn the stupid screen off and get a book out. You know, I mean, we know what we're supposed to do. I don't know that that's immature. It's just not sometimes the right, the right move, but it doesn't keep me from, I, I didn't sleep past my alarm this morning because yes. I had to work. Yeah. It, Even if I was tired. There has been one time, and it was not that long ago, during my adult life that I stayed up way past when I was going to be able to work the next day, and it was totally not my fault. <laughs> it was it was when that awful noise was happening in my neighborhood. Oh, I, I remember. Sleep. Yeah. I remember the 3 a.m. message. Yes. Oh, I felt horrible, and I was like, really? I got to call off sick because I didn't sleep? But trust me, you would not have wanted me here that day. I keep these coming in. It's just an interesting, there's, there's sort of no point. <laughs> there, there's no conclusion to make here, but it's, it is an interesting study in I, our social ways. Yeah. I enjoy how vague this response is because it's vague in exactly the right direction. Uh, somebody just said the definition of maturity is being what you need to be when you need to be it. I love that. I think that's great. Yeah. Somebody said just not being self-centered. Um, uh, yeah. Meeting the moment. Yeah, knowing it's okay to be self-centered sometimes as long as nobody else is being hurt by that that you love. Sure. Now, sometimes there are times though where you have to you have to be self-centered. You have to think of yourself first and not think of other people. Um occasionally that happens where you have to make the decisions for yourself regardless of what other people think. I don't think that's self-centered though. No, but in the same way that's also meeting the moment. Yeah. Because you recognize when you when you need not to be that, you're not um, texter, when you do the right thing, even when no one would know one way or the other oh, and doing that consistently. I love that. I do too. That's, that's another thing that I will credit to my dad who did nothing but set that example over and over and over again. Who you are when no one is watching. Yep. How poetic. All right. Um, I think we have a phone call, but I can't tell if this one's sticking with us or not. No. Okay. All right. Thanks to everybody for getting in. Um, we'll end this here on a lighter note for a second, uh, with a food story. I've never done CeCe's Pizza. Have you ever done CeCe's Pizza? Oh, yeah, pizza, absolutely. Pizza, that's pizza, that's pizza. The, big, the big pizza buffet. Absolutely. Okay, so they are doing a new tots and bacon pizza. And ordinarily, I'm a get, like I'm a purist. <laughs> ordinarily, I'm against anything like this. But for some reason, this one got my attention as something that sounds very appealing. I had exactly the opposite reaction. I know, which to I, me, why it sounded about. hideous. <laughs> but yeah, potatoes on pizza, no. No. Okay, so I you probably haven't had the chance to go to Grinders. Well, the no. music venue is there, but they also do really good pizza. Um, the one up there in mid whatever that part of town is called. Um, and one of the first times I went there, I, a friend of mine was in town from out of town and had heard about the pizza that they do that is the size of a tire, and has a pile of tater tots in the middle, it's just sitting there, and uh -huh. it's a mess. I mean, it's a knife and fork absolute disaster, and it's amazing. Really? Like it's yeah, it's it, it doesn't belong there. It shouldn't work, but it totally works. Yeah, I, I'm just having trouble in my mind putting tomato sauce together with tater tots, and it uh -huh. just doesn't. I mean, ketchup, yes, but pizza sauce, uh uh. Think French fries and ketchup, sort of, but the same, sort of the same, kind of taking the same idea. Yeah, but ketchup has that vinegar thing going on mm -hmm. that, that pizza sauce generally doesn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'll try anything, but it just did not sound appealing to me at all. Not surprising, by the way, to see CeCe's run into this realm because uh -huh. that's a place where you take kids so that they can pig out on pizza. 
so they, yeah, they'll do anything that they think is going to appeal to a 12 year old. <laughs> and me, apparently in this particular case, <laughs> um, what I'm struggling with this, with this one is I want red sauce on pizza. If red sauce doesn't go with whatever you're putting on it, I yeah. don't have a lot of interest in it. Mm. I don't like the white sauce and all that. It doesn't describe what is on this for a sauce. It just says it features the pizza chain's traditional crust brushed with garlic butter topped with mac and cheese sauce, mozzarella cheese, crispy top crowns, and bacon. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it's not even a real pizza. I see what they're doing. Okay, they, they, right. There's no tomato sauce on that at all. There's no tomato on that at all. So, uh, I mean, in terms of of something to eat i mean i would think the macaroni and cheese is going to be enough to keep you away but it just says cheese sauce oh okay mac and cheese it's, sauce it, which must be what they're using for the sauce because they do have a macaroni and cheese pizza at cc's yeah, no. so i don't i don't eat it either mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but again kids you know a 12 year old is going to go be you know, be all over that so, yeah, if it's just the cheese sauce, um, it might work, but I don't think it would it would satisfy either of our definitions of pizza. Nonetheless, at CC's that you can go check that there out. Um, real quick, Chiefs play at Denver on Sunday. It looks like they're getting snow. We may get snow on Sunday morning, a little bit mixed with Wait, what now? a little bit of light something. I just saw somebody, <laughs> one of the meteorologists that I follow... I'm not going to blame Nick Bender because I'm not for sure that it was him. I don't know who it was, but somebody I just saw said now Northwest, like St. Joseph, which tends to be in a different climate altogether sometimes. Yeah. But overnight Saturday into Sunday, there might be a little snow mixed in with whatever, whatever they're getting. Denver's going to get real snow probably in time for the game on Sunday. Um, So just that'll just make it a little more fun to watch. Um, I always love watching football in the snow, and I love the fact that Denver has an outdoor stadium. I saw Harrison Bucker might not be playing on Sunday. Well, yeah, he was held out of practice. Um, my suspicion is that, like like the week that Kelsey was held out of practice, I think he'll be there. I think he'll be fine, but okay. we'll see. We'll know on Sunday. The only thing I'm going to mention about Taylor Swift, not in relation to Travis Kelsey, is that she's now a billionaire. $1.1 billion now. Wow. Uh, the re-recorded, the 1989, she's re-recording all the versions. Taylor's version of that came out today, and that's what put her over the top. By the way, uh, one quick happy note uh, to pass along to a guy who's going to be here in town performing in the not-too-distant future. John Cleese of Monty Python fame turns 84 years old today. Happy birthday, okay. John Cleese. Nate Bargatze also is hosting SNL on Saturday. He's coming here next year. We've talked about him a lot. He's hosting SNL Saturday night. Okay, I think that does it for all the announcements. <laughs> so we'll, we'll call Dana it a day. <laughs> yeah, so we'll turn this over to Dayton Parks and be back Monday here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.